Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. Today we'll be podcapping week 5, episodes 31 to 38 of Evernight. Here we are, week 5. Again. Well, I say again because Kimuse and I have talked about this a little bit already um, and then realized that we needed to record that. So... Here we are again, um, but we are going to, our podcast is going to sort of follow the different areas that that our characters are in. So we're going to kind of have three sections. We'll have a conversation about what's happening at the palace back in the Tang Dynasty, um, a p- conversation about what is happening with Song Song, and then sort of a conversation about Ning Che and all of the stuff that he's up to in the Wastelands. Does that sound good? Yeah, I think that works best because, again, we tried recording this before, and there's so much jumping around that it's really confusing, mm-hmm. unless you kind of just, like, separate it out. So keep in mind that everything was jumping back and forth between the different places, but so we won't be going um, linear, per se, but we're just going to kind of discuss the different segmented areas. So I think that'll keep it the most, makes the most sense, I guess, if that makes sense. <laughs> that makes so, sense to me. It makes sense to me, too. Probably better than our last podcast attempt to make sense. <laughs> so just know you're getting the deluxe podcast. That's the one right. That, that we organized a little better. So Because <laughs> the last one was anything but. Yes. So we're starting with the palace. Things are happening in the palace. Yeah, this is actually kind of my least favorite part of this um, section because I just, I started to get a little bored. But there were a few things that I really did like. We learned a lot about the Empress that she had been sent as an assassin to kill the king, but instead they fell in love, which is kind of cool. Yep. I like her a lot. Yeah, it's kind of cool. And um her mentor from the demon sex think or sneaks into the palace to find out what the heck is going on why she didn't follow through you know all that fun stuff um and he she he keeps threatening to to blow her cover i mean which is pretty much blown anyway but he was going to do it officially so and he gets some revenge on the uh, obnoxious prince um, who who tried to harm uh, her child, so the empress's child. So um, I I actually really enjoyed that because he is probably my least favorite character of the entire show. He's a horrible little thing of a human being. Ah, I just detest him. And you know, it's I really liked the princess in the beginning. But because she protects him and because she somehow thinks he's going to be king makes me really question her judgment and think twice about whether or not I still like her. Agreed. The I think the writer just hasn't really given her anything to do. She's kind of been stuck in this pigeonhole of, oh, well, I support my brother and I hate my stepmother. Yes. And she hasn't progressed at all. In this whole situation. Um, so she just sort of plots and stops around the palace. And I, I don't know. She's, 
I really liked her in the beginning, but her character is just not. Yeah, it's kind of flip flop because in the beginning I didn't really like the king and the and the empress, and I thought they were kind of boring. But now I'm really enjoying their characters. I mean, not to where I want to watch a lot of them, but I do have a lot of respect for their characters and the and the choices they're making on how to rule the country. Absolutely. And the princess is just a little. She again, she's not as bad as the prince, but she is obviously overly pampered and entitled. Yes. And it's coming through more and more. So interesting. Yeah. I I liked how this part of the show does make so I, I have wondered a little bit about where the king stood on certain things. And so, so when he is forced to basically give his life to protect the, the his queen, uh, and he willingly would do that, that made me really respect him. Agreed. And I again, I think I said this last week, I really like the plot twist that he knows that she's from the demon sect, that he's always known, and it doesn't matter to him. And he's not openly one of those bigotist jerks who's just trying to murder someone because they don't have the same ideology and so i really respect that me too yeah so yeah so yay king because he's a lot cooler than i originally thought because i even think in our earlier podcast we both were like yeah he's kind of boring yeah yeah we definitely had that impression on him um so because her mentor was trying to save the queen and he learned that the king was um, worthy of being a good guy, I guess. He sacrifices himself to save the queen and he kills himself pretty much. He commits suicide. So the princess can't use him against the queen empress. So that was kind of tragic. I was a little sad. I was like, oh, that it was, was tragic. It was a very sad moment. And again, it makes me dislike the princess more because she is not a nice person when it comes to the empress. So, And it brings up the conversation that we've had over and over is like this idea that the demon sect people, any, anything that I've seen of them, they actually conduct themselves in a way that's more noble and more righteous than, than, the light people or whatever, you know, so. And so it's very interesting. We'll see, have to see where that goes. It seems like the princess is kind of cowed for right now. Cause her dad told her to shut up and right. and stop it. So we'll see what happens in there. Well, and there was the scene where the Empress visits her in her dream or whatever. And I really enjoyed that because I thought... That would be kind of terrifying. Horribly <laughs> terrifying, yes. And I think it, you know, it, it's a good reminder for the princess that, you know... She's not in charge. Yeah, Empress Mommy d- is from the demon sex. So you better watch it, girl. All right, is that a, anything else from the palace? Do we want to go into a little bit more detail how terrified the stupid prince was? That was okay. pretty awesome. Where Okay, I did enjoy that. <laughs> but, well, uh, again, the mentor had found out that he had threatened the son of the empress. And um, 
and he had said that he poisoned him, not that he just gave him laxatives, because again, they think he poisoned him. And so he decided he was going to murder him. And the queen was like, you can't, you can't, you can't. And so he decides to terrify him instead and injures his butt. And so he's like carried off of the the <laughs> battleground, butt up in the air. And that, that was, was pretty funny. funny. That was really funny. <laughs> Especially because I just uh, do not like him. I don't. He could have castrated him and I would have cheered. So <laughs> just saying, I dislike that character. Okay. So, so. that's Pallas. Yep, palace. There's still stuff going on in Tong Kingdom. Um, <laughs> we have the light sect old dude who has escaped from his, I don't know, cave prison. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> he's finally and arrived he at the capital. And it was kind of cool because everyone's all like, oh, we got to get him. We got to get him. And he, like, they don't even get close. <laughs> Like, not so, even a little bit. Not even close. He's, like, dressed as a, a like, a homeless man. Yeah, and he's in full hobo. <laughs> yes, and people keep, like, approaching him like they're going to do all these horrible things. And, you know, no. They're dead. <laughs> they're dead. So, but he does, Sang Sang does run across him. And, you know, because she's just absolutely delightful, uh, she ends up, like, sharing i can't remember what it was like uh, it was like a him. bowl of beans or something uh-huh. she's always trying to feed yeah. people and so she ends up um really charming him as she does so many well and i think it was also he saw a blazing light mm-hmm. on her countenance and so he knew that she was supposed to be his um his disciple and so that's why he followed her originally is because he saw the power that she could be. Exactly. Yes. So that was kind of cool. I didn't think that Song Song was going to get her own magical abilities or anything, but I do like that. And I, I like too. how the power dynamic shifts just a little, mm-hmm. that she's not just the servant. Well, from the beginning, I felt like she's she's got her own kind of quiet power. I love that the whole time that Ning Che is gone, that she just talks to him as if he's there. Um, And that's just, it's really sweet. It is. But anyway, so he follows her around and eventually, again, she thinks he's a homeless guy and she invites him to come into the house to spend the night and just, he never leaves. (laughs) And, (laughs) And eventually he's all like, oh, would you like to be my disciple? And she's like, well, what does it do? And he's all like, can I make money off of it? Or if, I, <laughs> if I'm if i your disciple, can I have power to protect my master? That kind of stuff. And it was so sweet. Very and, sweet. And she's just a natural. She has like immediate ability that's beyond any what anyone should have. And he's just over the hill, delighted that he gets to be with her and he's so different when he's around her, you know, you don't see the hatred and the, and the, you know, just the, how angry he is at the supposed children of night or the demon sect. You don't see all that. You just see the sweet grandfather kind of character. Yeah. 
And I'm really enjoying that whole aspect of the story. They are just adorable. And like, and she just continues on like, you know, doing the laundry and making dinner. And, you know, I just, I love just how she sort of swept him into her daily life. Um, There's a really cute scene where the obnoxious prince comes to visit her and he's like, well, Ning Che's not around now. And he goes to like grab her. And suddenly he finds himself hugging the um, light sect grandpa instead of Sang Sang. And I really loved that scene. <laughs> He's really lucky he didn't just kill him right there. It's so, so true. Yeah. So that's a really, those are, their relationship is probably one of my favorite things that's happening right now. It's just, it's been really sweet to see that. Agreed. So then we go back to the wastelands. Yep, this is where everyone is hanging out. Our all of our students from the Tang School are what are they doing? Oh, they're being ambassadors kind of and cultivating themselves. <laughs> so so much cultivating. It's so, so much cultivating. Yeah, they're there just to kind of observe. Not really to participate because the king doesn't have any interest in fighting the demon sect. So that's kind of what they're there for. Everyone else there is to find a great magical book and to kill off as many, much of the wasteland people as they can, which is really tragic. So Terrible. that's kind yeah. of what they're all there and doing. So Ning Che is there and he is using his fake name. He's using the, the the name of the kid back at the academy that was obnoxious. I can't remember the name, though. But anyway. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't remember the name either. But it was kind of funny that he was giving this fake name and trying to look so suave and everything <laughs> and, and all this stuff. And he's just like, oh, this random student. <laughs> and then he observes... Um, Oh, he's like by the hot springs, right? And so he gets, um, he happens to see Moshan Shan, who's the the book maniac, the one who has been like practicing calligraphy. And uh, we've seen her throughout off and on, but. um, So they're introduced and it looks like we finally have a love line. Yeah. I'm still wondering, like, long-term if, if she's second lead female um, or if this is the love line, like, because is Song Song going to end up being the, eventually being the, the love line? Because it is interesting because the whole time, I mean, you can definitely see that he has a little bit of a crush on Shan Shan. Yeah. But <laughs> that's funny. His Shan Shan and Song Song. <laughs> But he's constantly talking about Song Song, and you can tell she's yes. so jealous. But absolutely, it's all Song Song, and he even says at one point that Song Song is his life. And right, you know. So I don't know if there's a woman that is is comfortable enough, especially this one, who can have him be so devoted to another woman. Yeah, if that makes sense. It does make sense. So right, so just. So early on, you know, they're up at the hot springs and they end up, um, he ends up kind of going to battle for uh, Mo Shan Shan and, and her group of merry women there. Um, I 
That's totally the what ink, it is. <laughs> right? The ink pond or something like that. Um, and then they go to the big meeting of the allies. And I, I think they're trying to sort of, for whatever, I'm not sure why, but basically Mo Shan Shan and, and her group are told that they have to uh, lead the supply wagons. No, it's because she, uh, she wouldn't give up the hot spring area to that other princess. Oh, right. Yeah, because okay. remember, she came down and she's like, we're not giving it up to you guys. Kicked us out of the better spot and you only want this because of that. And um, then Ning Che came and defeated the guy that was trying to kick him out. Right. So this is the leaders that wanted the area and they got their butts kicked. And so that's why they're all vicious and mean. So they, okay. So they are just to sort of rub it in her face, I guess. Exactly. Like be like, we're more powerful. We can make you do the crappy stuff. Okay. So she ends up having to guard the supply wagons and along the way, the bandits start chasing after them. Although they are not ordinary bandits. It's people out to assassinate Ning Che. <laughs> yes. So. so we have the guy from, do you remember what we called him? Sexy scar guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what you called him in your head. I'm not sure we said that out loud, but sure. I'm pretty sure I, I commented <laughs> about have. a sexy scar in the past. You may have. And he's, has, he has the braids. Yes. And he works for the Grand Prince. The general. Oh, the general. Oh, yeah. That's but true. yes, the general, not the Grand Prince. Two different characters. But yes. Okay. So they basically, the bandits attack. Um, and Mo Shan Shan, in the middle of it, realizes that, I, actually, I think Ming Che tells her that to ask for reinforcements. So she uses her magical talisman message which I think is probably one of the coolest superpowers oh, ever. Oh, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, Talis- the talismans is by far the coolest um, powers that they have. So Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So she sends a message to the cavalry that's nearby, and in the meantime, they um, are just... Fighting these bandits over and over again, yeah. Exactly. So... Um, of course, the sexy scar guy, it turns <laughs> out, is a major cultivator. Yep. And he has, like, super mind-bending power. I can't remember. What is he? He's some <laughs> sort of a mind. It's something like It's that. like telekinesis like, or something like that. Yeah. Like, so basically, he, um, he has Ning Che just exactly where he wants him. He's, like, basically... Um, crushing him with his with his mind <laughs> power or something um and he's ready in slow motion i kind of question this like seriously if you're gonna kill him just do it fast but in slow motion he pulls his arm up and he gets his sword ready and then he turns and he's ready to like stab him and the one of the guards from of mo shan shan's um jumps in front of the sword yeah and sacrifices herself and sacrificed herself, and that was really moving and sad. And um, and then uh, Mo Shan Shan, of course, 
also can see what's going on. And so she tries one last time to to send a talisman that direction to yeah. um, she's kind of a off. badass. I really like her yeah. character. I you know, too. and again, I'm not a hundred percent sold on the romance per se, but she is a really great character in her own right. She's strong um, physically and mentally, and she seems to be a good match for him. At least I, I agree. You know, I was really impressed with her fighting skills. And so I really enjoyed that whole scene. And that was really just seeing, I mean, the, the talisman fighting is just pretty awesome. I just enjoy seeing, watching that. And of course, um, that combined with Ning Che's ability to like just beat everybody up with all of his swords and oh I love all of his cool weapons me too he's like Batman or something so but... the end result is the military didn't come support them they just kind of watch from the hillside so they're kind of total jerks they really are and we see how um, they do receive the message. And they pretend that they didn't. So they don't have to go support her. Because she's uppity and whatnot. Um, and so. In the end. Ning Che and Shan Shan. Actually do win. And they return to the. The. Big tent of. You know. Where <laughs> the alliance tent. I know the yes. alliance tent. <laughs> And they're all like, what the heck, dude? You didn't come support us. What is going on? And they're like, oh, we didn't get any text. And <laughs> we didn't get a text message. We didn't get exactly. So, so Shan Shan tries to, she she makes him take off his gloves. And on his hand is the, the ink mark. The residue. Those, yeah. Yeah. From one of her special talismans or something. Um, but basically they're like, yeah, well, who are you to tell us, you know, we, you're just, we don't have to take your word for it. And so to prove it, like, I can't, I'm sitting here watching this where I'm like, wait a minute, she's going to do what? Um, <laughs> so she, she's going to cut off her hand. Um, and she asks for her ancestors or something to, to uh, it must be some kind of a ritual, but you know, it's going to end up with her hand being cut off. Um and just as she's about to do it, Ning Che strides in and grabs her hand and pulls her away. He tries to be manly. He tries so hard, but this is kind of the point where his acting skills hit a brick wall. A little bit. Yeah. Oh, a little bit more than a little bit. <laughs> he looked a little constipated as he contemplated <laughs> what he was going to do. I I know that they were trying to make him look really tough and like strong, but he definitely has a slight... I'm playing dress up as a big bad guy kind of vibe going on. Oh, poor Ning Che. I love you so I mean, much, I, but I could even say though, maybe that's not the actor issue. Maybe that's not being a green actor. Maybe uh... that's, you know, he's really good and he's just portraying how Ning Che is sort of feeling like he's dressing up as a big bad guy when he's really just a commoner. I think you're giving him too much. All credit. right, fine. Fine. But... He's really pretty in most other scenes, so I can forgive this. He is this. quite pretty. So he ends up uh, having to reveal that he is 13 because, um, you know, they, they're like, well, who are you, you punk? You know, you, you're you just a foot soldier. 
Well, and then even then, the um, one lady, princess, queen, whoever she was, was Acrimonious like. Acrimonious grandma. Yeah, she's like, (laughs) who are you? And why do I have to believe you? And then Fuji has somehow has like, you know, voice call or whatever. Exactly, he can feel when somebody's (laughs) insulting him because he, yeah, he he channels his anger, and the lady knows, (laughs) and she backs down. I mean, she spits blood because he sends off some serious vibes. Well, it's kind of like he's in like a group chat with everyone, and then he like has zapping powers. It's like having know. you know Alexa or something can drop in and you know <laughs> echo. Oh wait, yeah, I was gonna go off. I'm not careful, but yeah, he, he's pretty like he's, he's pretty, pretty well powerful. Yeah, yeah. You don't see it. You just see him as the old guy with the beard out on the river. But no, when he wants to, he can be pretty tough. So he just sort of travels around and um, with his with first brother. Like I often have been wondering, like first brother, like um, do you just like make him food? Is that like your main job? Like I think that is his main job currently. He's yeah. like the nanny. <laughs> exactly. Foods and man. Foods and nanny. Uh, but all right. So we have this big to do here, and now everybody knows that he's 13. Um, that he's whatever. The 13th and they pretty much teacher. bow down. Yep. And so um what's her name is a little Moshan Shan seems a little put out because she <laughs> has lied. basically told him that. Uh, she just respects that the 13 brothers so much. And then when he was playing the part of Zhang, um, when he, when she knew him as under a different name, he kind of mocked he, it a he little. He belittled him. Was yeah. A jerk. <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh, you know, he's just like any other turnip in the field or whatever. And so, um, so anyway, what I re- really liked was you can see how so much of his like ability to socialize and things has come from Song Song. And so when he doesn't have her, he, he doesn't really know how to interact with people. So when it's the more one, awkward, yeah. yeah. So the one girl comes out and says, um, she wants you to leave here. Your stuff is getting too heavy to carry. And he's like, oh, okay. And so he starts <laughs> to leave and she's like, wait, no, no, no. You're supposed to go apologize. Yeah. Oh, he's like, oh, okay. You know, like he doesn't have a lot of experience with that. So, um, so anyway, they do. And then now help me out here because why are they, why do they go off together afterwards? Because Mo Shan Shan and I Ning don't che, really know, to be perfectly honest. Maybe I don't she decides remember. to join him to go find the magic book. I don't I don't remember them even talking about it. Just suddenly they were kind of off together searching for the magic book. Yeah. And I'm not sure if there was ever really a transition. Um, maybe it was cut for time. Who knows? I mean, I might have fallen asleep. It's possible. Yeah, but I don't usually fall asleep like you do. And I don't remember there being any <laughs> actual thing. And talking about that, it kind of makes me laugh because... All the various characters are, you know, supposedly in this, like, wasteland hill area away from the camp. 
but it's like exactly the same trees and viewpoints that <laughs> they've been in like a million times already. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's the tree that they were by when they were fighting over the hot springs. But now suddenly it's like <laughs> a tree far away in the wasteland area. <laughs> they used the, yeah, the same setting. So it's kind of making me laugh that they're definitely reusing the same spots over and over and over again. But, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> so we have um, Mo um, Shan Shan and Ning Che kind of hanging out together. Searching for the magical book or... Searching well, for they're the magical searching book. for the entrance to the demon set or the demon land where supposedly yes, the exactly. magic book is. Right. So they're they're wandering around and of course they encounter uh what's his name? Long I don't know. I just think of him as Light Prince. <laughs> the Light Prince. Yeah. So and of course these two still don't get along too well together. And that's an understatement. <laughs> Um, so they decide that they're going to have a battle royale. Like whoever can <laughs> cultivate to the next level first wins and the other is pretty much like a loser of all time. So now the thing about that is that Ning Che at first is like, dude, like I don't I, I'm not the kind I think he even says something like, like I'm not the kind of person that has an ultimate enemy or something. Yeah. Like that. He's like, yeah. you know, like he was talking to Mo Shan Chan that way and. And then he shows up and he's like, come on, let's throw down. Let's have this big battle. You know, and he's like, okay, uh, no, thanks. Like, I'm good. Like, I know that you're better than I am and I don't need to fight you. Um, and then he, then he goes there. Then Light Prince is like, what about that little maid of yours? I'd like to have a... Insult Shan Shan and it's all done. <laughs> or not, Song Song. We have too many multiple names. Song Song. Yes. Song Song. Insult her and it's over. And then Ning Che is like, it's on. Let's do it. Let's whoever cultivates first. I know. And it's like, seriously, you guys, you're such dorks. <laughs> because I'm not even sure. Like, so he goes off and and Mo Shan Chan's like, um, you know, you're what are you gonna do to cultivate? You're gonna uh, you know, um how you know he he's so much closer or whatever and he's like yeah 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 um and then you have light prince who goes and meditates and creates some yeah. apple blossoms yes yes like and he's like when all of these blossoms have reached you know then i will have been the ultimate cultivator and <laughs> right and ning che ends up just eating some soup and it's like oh my word you guys <laughs> so yeah so he's but this is sort of the beginning of the quest items like when they start coming in handy so he got from his um his bestie there i can't remember what we called him but chen pp whatever the bet the bestie yeah he can't figure out like this thing that he gave him to eat but it's like a big rock card yeah yeah so he tries a bunch of things, but then he throws it into a pot of boiling water, and then suddenly it becomes the the sour noodle soup that he loves. And somehow that was enough to unlock his cultivation skills. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it's so him that it makes me laugh. I, know. I guess he can't cultivate on an empty stomach. <laughs> right. 
And so then he's looking up and and he sees a vision of, of Sang Sang coming towards him. And so, um, and oh, now he's called Poor Shan Chan. I know. <laughs> so then, of course, we have um, the lady in red who is guarding uh, the light prince. And I guess the group chat has dinged because she's like, he's already reached the next level of cultivation or something. Yeah. And Light um, Prince kind of goes crazy because he's all like, I'm going to kill him. Yeah, exactly. So he doesn't def- accept the defeat. He decides he's going to kill him with his razor sharp blossom. Apple blossoms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's such a lame thing. Oh, my so, word. So, and of course, they're coming, you know, coming down and, and Ning Che puts his hand up and then realizes that one has just like cut through his palm. So they, um, luckily they have Mo Shan Shan's uh, talisman uh, shield or whatever. So she puts her shield up and then, um, and eventually he pulls out his fancy schmancy arrow. Like the super duper one that his, his brothers made. Yeah. And which has a talisman on it. And then um, that was pretty awesome, actually, because that it goes was. right. It just like destroys the chi and the. Yeah, it goes right through the first prince. But rather than kill him, it takes away all of his cultivating powers. So now he's just a new normal guy now. And it's worse than death. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. And he's all bemoaning. Oh and- my gosh. And the lady in red is basically like, you were so close and you chose to like to leave that final moment of cultivation to get revenge or to, you know, to kill your enemy and you know, you loser. I mean, she basically is like, it's your fault. Yeah, but he just stays laying down as snow falls upon his eyelashes, lamenting how he's normal now and yes. nothing special. <laughs> it was actually a pretty good scene. Yeah, it was. I loved it. And in I love that in our notes he wrote, which means he's just a common nobody now. Well, a really hot prince, but that doesn't really count in this world. <laughs> well, it's true. It's like a prince, ugh. ugh but yeah. you don't you can't cultivate. That's what's important. Cultivating. Exactly. Cultivating. Well, so the Dalmaniac, the lady in red, um, I still love her character. Um, she's a cool character. She's so she basically chases down Ning Che and Mo Shan Shan, and Ning Che, I love this. <laughs> that he gets all tough, and he well, and keep in mind that he's hiding behind Mo Shan Shan before yes. this. And he totally is. He's like, I'm totally okay with hiding behind women. She's more powerful than I am. Oh, yeah. This is one of my favorite parts because people are like, you're going to hide behind a woman? And then he actually takes a step closer behind her and he's like, yep, I'm just <laughs> I'm fine with that. So anyway, he, um, the lady in red comes and he basically is like, run! <laughs> and he tells Moshan Chan to run and he runs one way. But, um, and Moshan Chan doesn't run with him. So he, when he realizes that, he like, comes back and he's like this sucks <laughs> yeah comes back so uh mo shan shan then like so the lady in red is gonna attack and then mo shan shan mo shan shan has that talisman barrier that it's like a big like orb that that goes over the top of her to kind of trap her um the dow maniac the lady in red 
and then she has like goldfish power. <laughs> right? I mean, like, basically, yeah. it's, it's a magical goldfish spirit oh, animal. Lord, this show is so funny. <laughs> and to talk about it, to say these things out loud, it just sounds even more ridiculous. But it was, it was actually pretty cool. Razor apple blossoms and goldfish powers. Yeah, so the goldfish like pops its head, like like makes a barrier, like breaks the barrier. Um, and then Moshan Jean says, you know, kill the goldfish because that's her life force. Like that's the uh, yeah. Dominic's life force. But um, but basically Lady in Red is able to break free and then just kick the daylights out of. Ning Che, and then he pulls out his magical umbrella. Still coolest umbrella ever. Oh, most awesome umbrella ever, yes. And so even that, though, like, he's it's not able to stop him from being injured, and so he starts to bleed, and he bleeds onto that fancy ring that one of, another of the quest gifts from one of the sisters, I can't remember which one, uh, which yeah. number, but anyway. And it, and it opens up all of the the secret entrance to the to the demon sect right yes yes i'm not sure if that's what it was supposed to do but that's what happens but that is what happens so then they decide uh the only way that they're gonna be able to to get through this is if they work together so basically he tells um the lady in red hey instead of killing me why don't we work together so she's (laughs) like well i'm still gonna kill you but Okay, let's do that. Yeah. We'll try to find the lost book together. So, um, and this is really towards the end. Once in st- once they kind of go inside, there's a bunch of things that happen. They get they get to use one more of the gifts, right? He uses the chessboard. And yeah. then they go in and they really find a, a man chained to the ground. Yeah, right. So <laughs> that was weird. It was um, weird. Been... I was thinking, how are you still alive? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that too. He's been there for a really long time. Um, and then he seems to sort of have this like mind control power um, and convinces them that they should walk forward and, and get his knowledge or his power. Well, he convinces the lady in red. The, yes. Well, but they're all sort of in a trance. And then... But the Dao maniac is the one to succumb first. Yes. But Ning Che had given the little music box to Mo Shan Shan and that drops out of her. Something happens and it starts to play and it sort of uh, jolts them out of their um, trance. Just in time to see the Dao maniac being yeah. sucked dry. Yeah. Like, so the bad guy, the guy that's in chains basically just grabs her and sucks all of her energy or her life force or whatever it is, her goldfish power. I don't know. Um, he's not really a nice guy. Um, so <laughs> The chains were our first. I think that should have been, yeah. I mean, he could have been wrongfully accused, but when you grab somebody and start sucking out their goldfish power, I think that means that you're not a very nice person. And then he uses, he's able to create some sort of a demon dog um, that, that, grabs the Dao maniac and like is ripping her throat out or something. And we end episode 38 with Ning Che flying through the air with his sword drawn. Dun, dun, dun. So actually a pretty good spot to end, you know, at least for 
us because now you guys will want to come back next week to find out what happens. Will they suck her goldfish spirit dry or will Ning Che save the day? Yeah, I I hope she doesn't die right offhand. I kind of want her to stick around for a while. I really like her character. So, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay, so that was kind of a synopsizing synopsis thing that we just did. <laughs> so now it's time to discuss our favorite moment of the Um, I think for me, the relationship between Song Song and the evil leader of the light sect, Grandpa, is the best thing ever. I could watch them just like kind of putter around <laughs> and oh, the look of joy on his face every time she like overcomes and like lights her finger on fire yes. like et it's like so cute and so i just adore that relationship it is adorable i definitely agree that uh that relationship is just so sweet just uh, her simple charm and just um the way he becomes light sect grandpa instead of evil light sect dude um but for me i think my favorite moments are just all the times that ning che is basically reminds everyone that he is not your typical cultivator. He doesn't really concern himself with honor and whatnot. And he is willing to hide behind women or like, especially the or way use he a has fake that. Name. Or use a <laughs> fake name. Yeah. But the way he has that smirky way of like, like when they're like, really, are you going to hide behind a woman? And then he just kind of quirks his brown. He's like, yep. Um, or, or the way he, you know, runs away when he's in trouble. Well, and I love, he's all like, my master told me run away if yes. I go against someone too tough. And it's like, oh, you're so cute. <laughs> yeah. So I, I know that he's the acting at times, maybe at times isn't the strongest, but I do really enjoy his expressions, um, especially when he's being like smirky and cute. Like when he's trying to be too serious, I think that's when things fall apart. But yeah, no, I agree. It's when he's trying to be too serious and try to be like the great leader kind of. Yeah. I also, one thing we didn't talk about is they, um, Mo Shan Shan and Ning Che run into uh, a woman and her son who are from the demon sect from the, in the wastelands. Oh, that, we should have remembered that. Cause that was yeah. such a great scene. It's fabulous. And so they take them in and you kind of get to see, you know, just how human they are. And, and especially the young boy who's like, how old are you? You're not married yet. Um, and he's like, what, 12? I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, because mo the mom is like, he's almost of age and he's going to be able to go start his own family. Um, and that was just really touching. And then they had gone out. And when they came back, the so-called, you know, people of light um, had basically annihilated the mother and son. Um, and that was just, it was really heartbreaking, actually. I felt really bad that, um, cause I liked them. Yeah. And it was a great moment because Shan Chan learned that just what her views are so sheltered. Yes. You know, meeting a, something personally is different than just hearing about it. So, yes, I, again, I think that's sort of that theme that's been we've been woven through here is that, you know, that this so much of this is about fear of the unknown, fear of the different, you know, and as they are meeting people and really seeing who they really are, 
um, then I think their opinions are starting to change. And that's been, in a way, that's sort of my favorite moment. And my favorite uh, part of the show is just how it, it makes people stop and say, well, wait a minute, like they're, they're doing all these things in the name of, of the light. And yet they're not really doing things that are very nice. And yet the people yeah. that are, you know, supposedly the, the devil sect are doing all kinds of things that you would associate with people who are kind and caring and giving um, or noble. And so it's been, I don't know, I guess that's, that's sort of the part that has me pondering and um, thinking even after the show is over. So while there's, you know, like the goldfish spirit thing is a little weird. Um, there are pieces of this that actually are pretty, that have me thinking even after I'm done watching. They're very profound. So. Yeah. All yeah. right. How about your least favorite moment? Uh, has to be with the princess. Like so many of the scenes she was in was just her stomping around the palace with guards trying to catch her stepmother. And it's getting boring at this point. Um, I wish they would really give her whether she goes full blown, crazy, evil, anti dad or not. They just need to give her something to do because right now she doesn't really have any purpose and it's annoying me. So. I, I agree. Same, same thing for me. Um, I really, as I had said before, I really liked her in the beginning. Um, the fact that she just can't see that her obnoxious brother is so awful makes me really question her judgment a bit. And just the way, as you've said, she's kind of trapped in the palace and so we're not seeing her really do anything except for wander around and, and huff and throw herself and, you know, um, and that's not the impression I had of her in the beginning. So I think that, um, yeah, that, that is not my favorite part of this, but that's okay. Cause there are a lot of parts that really are my favorite. So, yep. So thanks again for joining us for this episode. Feel free to send us your thoughts and feelings about the podcast. We read every blog comment and Facebook comment. They're also great places to leave suggestions for future topics. We love to hear from our readers and our listeners. We'd also love it if you could leave a rating and a review for us on Apple Podcasts. It's through ratings and reviews that iTunes algorithms recommend the podcast to listeners. So this truly is the best way to help share our podcast with other drama enthusiasts. And don't forget that we have exclusive content available through Patreon. Come join us for extras from podcasts that ran too long and our once a month Patreon exclusive full length podcast. Thanks again for supporting our latest endeavor. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. <laughs>